What's up, Anchor Crew? No, seriously. What is up? Everything changed. I feel like, I feel like when you graduate from high school, no, not even high school, like when you graduate from middle school and you go back when you're graduating high school and you look at your old middle school and you're like, this place used to seem so big and now it's all changed and look, that's where my locker used to be. Looks like they got a new computer room. You know what I mean? That's how I feel coming back to Anchor right now. Whoa. Seriously, whoa. Because I can't, I don't recognize like anything I don't know where anything is. (laughs) I keep trying to figure out how to add transitions into my stuff. And I see the button, but I don't know how to find the actual track. It's, I'll figure it out. Oh my gosh, things are so different. I'm super excited that I can like track the personal messages that I've had between me and other anchor users. Oh my goodness, that's pretty cool. And it was very easy to tell, like, who I've talked to the most. The scrolling. So much scrolling. So (laughs) that was kind of fun. Anyway, uh, I don't need to talk to you guys about all the changes because y'all have been talking about the changes, I'm sure, for, like, ever now. And I'm super late to the party. So I will keep all of my wonderings to myself, at least for the first day or so. But, wow, I have missed this. I have so missed this. Um, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. Okay, well, what I'm doing is I'm getting my day started. It's Friday. This is our get everything ready for the weekend day because we don't really like cleaning on the weekend, so we try to minimize it as much as possible, which means that we try and get as much of it done on Friday as we can, which also means that we kind of put everything off until Friday, so... We have a lot to do. Um, but anyway, I guess uh, maybe I should tell you guys what else I've been up to because I don't even know how long it's been anymore. And it kind of makes me sad. I don't know. So I'll give you guys a, a life update in the next segment, I suppose. Okay, now I get it. It took me probably five minutes. to get a little more oriented to the new format uh which i well i'm not gonna pass judgments because it's gonna take me it's gonna take me a little while before i have an opinion um anyways so the life update part of it okay uh i don't remember when the last time i was on anchor so i guess basically for the month of february anyway um, <clears throat> it's just everything sort of amped up all at once. The kids' activities, the bacon bits, they've been going all over creation. We have something, um, something we're doing every week, uh, how many days out of the week? Four to five days out of the week, five, like evening slash midday, there's always something going on. So, you know, that's kind of been exhausting. (laughs) Uh, and it's, and it's just been taxing because Eric kind of has his own side of things that he's trying to take care of too. And 
trying to get all of us into one place. We're sort of at that stage of life, I guess. For a long time, it was Eric goes to work, Eric comes home, I deal with kids, we run errands when we have to, and then occasionally, once a week, maybe twice a week, we interact with either family or friends, you know, and that was sort of our basic gist of life. And then slowly but surely over the last two or three years, it's amped up into something completely different, (laughs) which is, you know, I manage things at home, hold down the fort, and try and make sure that everybody's schedule lines up with something that's actually physically possible with being different places at different times and still somehow get all of us together at some point so that we feel like we're actually doing this as a team instead of everyone being fragmented. And meanwhile, Eric takes care of all of the craziness that he's trying to manage with work and stuff. (laughs) And uh, we try and touch base, but we usually forget because by the time we're together, we're just exhausted. So, um, you know, it could be unhealthy, if we aren't on our game and occasionally it has been but so far we've had our eyes wide open enough that we can see it coming so i think we're managing things okay okay so i'm getting used to this three minute uh segment thing this is weird this is an awkward length This is just enough time to say like one important thing and then you're done. And I'm used to saying like three. I need those extra two minutes. Anyway, okay. Trying not to pass judgment. I will work within these creative limitations. Whatever. Um, So uh, Valentine's Day, I guess, is something that I wanted to talk about. We typically don't care about Valentine's Day. um, Partly because... Okay, so my my marriage dynamic, everybody has a different one, okay? My marriage dynamic um, is a lot more like big picture than small details, typically. So instead of making a big deal about anniversary, birthday, Valentine's Day, sweetest day, whatever the heck people are doing anymore, um, it tends to be make a big deal about the direction of our family, the vision that we have for our children as they grow up, um, what we think about society as it is today, and things like that. So Valentine's Day seems pretty superficial to us. And um, as much as I would totally welcome <laughs> an increase in the details, don't get me wrong, I like flowers and chocolate, no problem. I can be typically feminine. It's not a deal, not a big deal to me. But anyway, um, as much as I would love that, we don't usually do it. So I wasn't expecting that to happen. But I do know that my kids really like to have special little things. And I wanted to get better about saying yes during our school year this year. So I went ahead and I dumped $35 into giving them a homeschool little valentine's day party which by the way they absolutely loved and i did super cute with so i was very proud of myself so um i got them some candy and i got them these little heart-shaped containers for their candy and these little baskets and i got them like giant pens and dinosaur shaped erasers and little balls and uh, a little game and things like you know just little party favor things I made actual tea, gave them some cambric tea, 
uh, in little teacups and poured it and everything. And um, we had sandwiches with the crust cut off and, you know, just made it a little extra fancy. And then um, gave them a Valentine's Day card from me and Eric. So they really, really liked it. Oh, and I played a bunch of songs from like the 60s, a bunch of love songs from the 60s. And so uh, they know that I love that stuff. So we had a good time with that. That was really, really fun. But <laughs> remember how I said that we don't typically do things for Valentine's Day? Okay, so here's the thing. Um, <laughs> two things, <laughs> actually. First thing was that my attitude was horrible. Uh, my toddler had been in the midst of throwing the worst fits I had ever seen him do um, that morning. And everything was fine. He's a very flash-in-the-pan kind of fit. So for like two minutes, you feel like it's an eternal hell. And then he figures out that it's really not worth the effort. And then it's back to normal within 30 seconds. So... And that's like working through it with mom and everything. Like it's lightning fast when he's done. It's just horrible when he's in the middle of it. So he had just finished doing that like five times in a row that morning. And I was just done, you know. And I did, I was still in my robe and my pajamas. And I didn't feel like doing anything. And I, you know, I, I, it was lunchtime. I was trying to get the party set up so I was telling the kids to like stay out so that I could set up the table all pretty and surprise them and they were just being ridiculous about it and it was just so frustrating and then in the middle of all this attitude adjustment problem <laughs> that I was having Eric pops in home for lunch surprise and usually he like, like not even usually like he never comes home for lunch because he's usually working like 40 minutes away so he happened to be close by for lunch that day and he came in and I thought that one of the kids had snuck back upstairs and was messing around in the kitchen trying to see what I was doing. So I was like, what are you doing in there? And then it was him and he was like, uh, hi. And I was like, just, I'm not even going to fix it. You can just assume I'm a crazy person. That's fine. So then he was all like, what's your problem? And I was all like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, like it was ridiculous. So I gave the kids the party. They were really happy. I'm on the verge of tears because I'm so frustrated. And he's sitting down just trying to like have his lunch, the poor man. So not knowing what kind of minefield he's walked into. So then he gives me not just a card, which is already above and beyond, which should tell you something about our standards. So he gives me a Valentine's Day card. Very cute. Then he gives me like two small gifts. They're not anything like huge. They're super small. But again, above and beyond what we typically do. And at this point, I feel like such an idiot. I feel so stupid. Oh my gosh. So I'm feeling like the worst and trying to show him that I appreciate the gestures, you know, but while also feeling like the worst ever. Really fun time. Really fun. Mm-hmm. And I, to give myself some credit, I had gotten him a Valentine's Day card. And it was also just really cheesy because that's the kind of card I feel comfortable giving Eric. <laughs> because then I can write something meaningful in it. But like the meaningful Valentine's Day or romantic birthday or anniversary cards that they give you in the stores. 
just don't sound anything like us, you know? So I would much prefer to just write my own meaningful message and just get him something that would make him kind of laugh or whatever. So I got him one with like googly eyes on it and it was stupid and whatever. So I did get him a card, but okay, I got him, well, I didn't get him. I made like a plate full of chocolate covered strawberries and I gave him one of the little things of candy that I'd gotten for the kids, you know? Um, so he had like some chocolate that I knew he would like. And I'd meant to get like some special chocolate from this really cute place that's down our street that like hand crafts chocolates. Uh, but that just didn't happen because <sighs> another life update, our car has been an issue recently. So I have not been as mobile as typically I would be. So, um, so I felt, I just felt kind of stupid, I guess, because like the chocolate covered strawberries weren't ready yet when he was there and giving me my stuff. So I didn't give him anything in return. And then he had to go back to work and I was still kind of an emotional mess and like, ugh, it was bad. So later that night I gave him his card and I gave him his chocolate covered strawberries, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, he was like, thanks, you know, that's cute, you know. I just felt so stupid. But, like, for reals, though, like, even if you do Valentine's Day, like, you go all out, what do you give a man for Valentine's Day? What would he possibly care about that makes sense for Valentine's Day in the form of an actual gift? Like, other things can happen, and that's great. But I'm talking, like, what do you wrap up and give to him as a gift? Like, my husband doesn't wear ties. He doesn't wear a watch. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't he doesn't have cheap hobbies or even affordable hobbies. All his hobbies are, like, really expensive. Like, hunting is a really expensive hobby. And extremely personal. Like, I can't pick out stuff for him for that. And, like, gift cards are lame because, like, he's the breadwinner of our family. All the money comes from him anyway. It's like, thanks for working. Here's your money back, which I have now designated so that you have to spend it at this location. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's a thing, guys. It's a thing. Well, anyway, we survived Valentine's Day. The kids were very, very happy. They said over and over again, this was the best Valentine's Day ever. And I was like, high five, mom points, woohoo. Maybe he didn't get a whole lot of wife points, but I mean, Eric would probably disagree. He probably thought it was fine, but you know, I just was feeling a certain type of way. So anyway, moving on from Valentine's Day, um, it's been really interesting to see how we manage such a busy season of our life and relationship things. I think we're just getting a lot more efficient with conversations that we feel need to happen. And I mean, I think that's a good thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. And we did talk about the Valentine's Day stuff as much as was necessary. Like I didn't launch into a, typically what I would have done is what I just did here and just lay out everything that was happening behind the scenes in my head. But for that, I just knew it was just all me and that it, he didn't need to experience the frustration of that with me. So I just summed up, you know, it was just, I was just off that day. I wish I could have done better, but I'm happy with what you gave me, you know, and that's pretty much all that needed to be said. So I don't know. I feel like I'm maturing a little bit, just a little bit 
in um, understanding the hills that are to die on and the little mole hills that you can just sort of stomp down and be like, you know what, it's fine. <laughs> so anyways, um, what was the next thing I wanted to talk about? Oh, um, two more things. Uh, I want to tell you guys a story about Amish snowmobiles. And then <laughs> I want to tell you guys um, something exciting for my family that we're going to be getting to do later this year. So I will split those up into the next two segments. Okay, I'm going to do the quick version of this story only because I've told so many of my friends that I'm almost sick of talking about it. Not quite, but almost. So the other day we had a ton of snow early on in February and I, it, apparently some of the Amish guys that live around our, our house um, weren't able to get to work that day because they're, because, okay, so um, if you're not familiar, a lot of the Amish men who don't actually farm on their farm um, do, you know, carpentry or something having to do with construction or something along those lines. And in order to get to the jobs, because we live out in the boonies, so like all the new jobs to do are typically between like 20 to 20 minutes to like over an hour driving distance from where they live. So to get to the jobs where they can find the work that they need to do, they take what's called an Amish taxi. And that's just a, a Yankee, a regular person who has a big enough vehicle to take three to six guys of a crew two different jobs and these people literally just drive the Amish to their jobs sit around wait for them to be done drive them home and the Amish will pay through the nose to get to these jobs because they make so much more money by being able to get to jobs further away so these guys were off work that day because the roads were so bad that I'm assuming their Amish taxi wouldn't take them anywhere so they had an off day so to celebrate said off day, they decided to enjoy the snow, which is great, you know, and they have snowmobiles. Yes, Amish who refuse to drive their own cars will ride in cars, own snowmobiles and four-wheelers and tractors and anything else as long as the bishop of their church says that they can do it. And usually that means as long as it's not in your house or being driven on the road, you're good to go. So, like, the tractors, they'll, like, ride them down the road to get to where they're supposed to go. But as long as they're not using it just for, like, funsies, then it's okay. I don't know. It's, there's a whole bunch of complex rules. They bend their own rules. They break their own rules trying to get around them and stuff in really weird and creative ways. It's really funny. And sometimes it's really annoying. This was one of the annoying times. So there's snowmobiles. Okay, and in the back of my house, we have our backyard is split into actual yard and field and the field portion of it is typically uh, in the summertime it's just grown for hay and there's a guy who comes and takes it down twice during the summer um, to use for baling hay and that's fine with us because we don't want to mow it so uh, that's the arrangement that we have so okay so here's the setting of the scene snowmobiles snowy field Amish guys off of work okay now on this day, my children had been playing in the snow since like 9 a.m. Because, the, no, more like 8 a.m. They're crazy. <laughs> anyway, they were really excited. So I had 
you know, my oldest down to my toddler playing outside um, right on the line between our backyard and the field. And there's not anything in between. It's just the difference between where we mow and where we don't. And so they were playing in the backyard over there in the corner. And one of my kids comes in and says, hey, mom, the snowmobiles are out. And I said, say what now? <laughs> because instant mom, you know, fear rising up. What if one of them crashes into my kid, right? Because even though we don't mow it back there, my kids are adventurous kids and it's a big wide open space. They walk through there all the time. Everybody, all of them, they take their toddler brother down there and everything. So I'm like, this is not going to work out. So I tell my kids, I'm sorry, you're going to have to come inside. It's 10 a.m. It's a gorgeous snowy day. You can't be outside. You know, they've been in and out all morning. Um, but I hadn't heard the snowmobiles until they told me that they were going by. So I look out there and sure enough, they're going back and forth, back and forth. So I try to decide within myself, what do I do? Typically, if I was in where, in the small city where I grew up, it would have been an instant call the cops situation because I'm a, I'm a girl, I'm by myself, I'm fairly short, you know, I'm not intimidating whatsoever. I don't own a handgun. So... That's an instant call the cops situation in the city. Um, but I don't live in the city. I live in the country. And these are literally my neighbors. And I would kind of like to keep things as amicable as possible because I'd kind of like to get to know them better. Um, so I decide to go out there. And I go out there. I flag them down. I say, hey, I get that this is like great fun for you. However, comma, this is my yard and I don't think that you should be doing this. Like, I don't want you doing this anymore. You know, I had to have my kids come in. I don't want you to be on the property anymore. Stop. And so they said, oh, yeah, okay, oh, okay, okay, sure. And the thing is, is that you can tell uh, with Amish men, you can tell who's married and who isn't by who has a beard and who doesn't. So if they have a beard, then they're married. If they don't have a beard, then they're not married. And these guys were married. So I knew these were like adult men who should like know better. Um, and they'd also been doing snowmobiles in the past, but only like late at night with their headlight, headlights on, which is like still annoying and rude, but like not dangerous <laughs> because my kids would be in bed, you know. So this is the scenario that we have going on. I tried to tell them no. Okay. <laughs> I started recording this and I got so excited that I like accidentally said the name of my town. So now I have to record this part over again. Okay. Um, so here's where my head is at this point. It, it We've been over this one time and, and that was just country living ridiculous. You know, I'm texting Eric back and forth and we're laughing about mama bear syndrome and I'm sending him gifts of grizzly bears and stuff like that. And... Hearing it again was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is no longer funny and and weird. This is just wrong. <laughs> and uh, I decided at that point when I heard them again and I saw that they were going back and forth again, mind you, not slowly, okay, that the, they were racing at one point. It's like if you crash into something, something's going to fly in the air type speed. So I'm not good at measuring speed, so I can't tell you how fast they were going. Um I'm not good at measuring anything as it happens. Anyway, that's a different topic. Um, so I decided to go back out there. I have my phone prepped, ready to call the police. 
I go out there, I flag them back down, and I say, look, I get that you're having fun, but my kids cannot go outside because you are here. In my head, I'm thinking, all it would take would be for one of my kids to want to do a snow angel in the middle of the field, and you would kill my child because you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> so, um, I didn't say it out loud. I still, I tried to keep it as amicable as I could. I was just really frustrated. Now I'm frustrated not only because they're not caring about my kids, not only because they're trespassing on my property at this point because I have officially asked them to leave it and they are not, not just because of those, not just because they're completely rude, you know, but because they're not taking my word as the owner of this property. They're completely disrespecting me. And now I'm getting a text message. I'm sorry. I'm not recording this over again. Uh, so I looked at him straight in the eye and I said, listen, I don't want to make this weird. But if you don't stop, I'm going to have to make it weird. And I left it at that <laughs> because I felt like that got the message across. Um, we shook hands and they they stopped. They completely disappeared. But it was really ridiculous. And I think that it had a lot more to do with the fact that I'm a woman. And in their culture, in their beliefs, in the way that they do family, the woman is like completely subservient. You know, like she has her role and she sticks to it. And the man does whatever he wants. So, you know, I, I don't typically think of myself as a feminist just because there's a lot of things that um, claim the label of feminism that I don't really jive with. <laughs> but I came super close <laughs> to, to feeling like a diehard feminist um, on that morning, just knowing that they completely dismissed what I said because I was a woman, because I was alone, and because I was nice and... Uh, Eric was totally ticked off on my behalf and everything. So, you know, it was a weird, it was a weird moment. But uh, they didn't come back. I haven't seen them since. They're probably going to wait for like a couple months before they do anything in our backfield again. And that's fine with me because by that time, snowmobile season will probably be over. So, um, but yeah, if I do see them again, I... I am, a, I am the daughter of a lawyer, okay? So if I do see them again, I have a written account, date, time, series of events, every detail I could think of. I have a written account in my bullet journal that I can refer to should I need to call the police because mama don't play. Mama do not play like that. Uh-uh, mm-mm, no. All right. See, this is why I didn't start Anchor again for so long, because I knew I was going to spend way too long on it. <laughs> um, but the last thing that I did want to tell you guys about uh, before I go and check on my kids' bedroom cleaning progress, um, I wanted to say, oh, that one of the most exciting things we did this month um, was finally decide and get ready for uh, taking a family, honest-to-goodness, week-long vacation on 
on the East Coast, um, on the beach, with a house, uh, and we we're not going until we're not going until like after school starts next year. Um, but it's going to be really, really fun. And I'm really excited. All we really want out of this vacation is sort of like a baseline by which to judge all future vacations. So we want to collect shells, hear the sound of waves, and just do as much relaxing as we can figure out how to do. So I'm pretty excited. Eric is pretty excited. It was a little scary. <laughs> um, getting the house and everything and looking up the weather and all this other stuff and trying to pick which one we wanted to do and all this other stuff. It was a little stressful, but we did it. So now I feel really excited about planning it. Overwhelmed, but I have a lot of friends who have done this before who are really good at planning and who can help me go through every step of the process. And we have lots and lots of time. So I'm excited Ah, <sighs> and hopefully this will give us an idea of what we want our family vacations to be like, because right now we're just like, we just want to go. Like, that's the biggest thing is for us to just leave and not do the same thing every single day. So, um, you know, success will be a very low bar for this first time. But hopefully after this first time, we'll have a better idea for next time. And hopefully it will not take us <laughs> 10 years to go on another one. So I'm very, very stoked for that. And um, it feels like not just excited because of vacation, but it really does feel like a milestone for our family. It feels like a victory over fear and insecurity um, as parents. And it feels like um, a step of faith and in investing into our family instead of just, well, we can't, we can't, we can't, you know, so very, very good stuff. Yay! Okay, so now I definitely need to go because one of my poor sweet children just hit their head on a dresser and there's a possible goose egg situation <laughs> going down. <laughs> We're applying ice, but there are many tears. So I'm going to go and deal out some mama comfort. Um, but I did want to just say thank you to those of you who reached out to me on different social media, those of you who left me messages, and anybody who listens to this and actually cares. Um, I just appreciate there being a place where I can unload my brain where it doesn't hurt anybody, <laughs> you know. Um, and I hope that you guys are having a wonderful day. I would love to hear, hear what you guys have been up to this month since I missed everything and I can't possibly catch up with everybody. So if you did anything of interest, if you learned something new about yourself or other people, if you went somewhere cool or if you stayed at home and you're mad about it, <laughs> um, call in and let me know because I miss you. Please know I miss you. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where everybody is. Although I suspect with how many changes there are to the app that some of you are probably either not here or about to leave. <laughs> so if so, please let me know where you're going um, so that I can at least check it out and see if I'm going to follow or if I'm just going to hang out here or whatever. So 
Um, don't leave me. Don't leave me alone. Don't let this become a ghost town for me. Okay, enough of that. I will talk to you guys soon. Soon, soon, soon. Well, I guess I have to comment with my voice. LOL. That used to be my locker. This place used to seem so big. I think you've captured the essence of what has taken place.